0: Hello, and welcome back, Slashers and survivor Girls. We have such sides to show you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't say blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we, yeah, we took a week off. My fault again. It's always me. Generally, if you don't hear from us, it's my fault. But anywho, um, welcome back. Hit that subscribe button. We'll drop your favorite podcatcher on Tuesdays. Um... Join us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at CreepinitReal, R-E-E-L as a movie reel. Uh, If you have a movie idea, feel free to email us at CreepinitReal.cm at gmail.com. And we have merch. The pants fund is still open, because he's got church pants for days. Yeah. lunchy.
1: I mean, I I do have pants now, so I mean, it's not to say that I'm completely pants-less, but...
0: You could do better. It'd be nice. I mean, yeah. The merch is at creepinitreal.redbubble.com. For all who venture here, welcome. That was my loose attempt at a Walt Disney impression.
1: Yeah. Wait, was it? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, this week
1: I'm an idiot. What are we? What are we doing?
0: This week, uh, we are jumping in the way way back machine, going back about thirty years to do Bram Stoker's Dracula.
1: Wait, wait, what?
0: Bram Stoker's Dracula. We are? Yeah. Well, um... Did we make a mistake?
1: See, you you told me we were doing Brom Stoker. And, um... I, I asked you if uh, we could do Vampire in Brooklyn... And I said, no. And and in a weird way, it was a joke. And then.
0: Then you watched Vampire in Brooklyn?
1: um, I started to, and then I stopped. But then I was going to make the joke about uh, watching uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It from Mel Brooks. And you said no again. Um, and then I said, "Oh, that but it, it but it's Mel Brooks and it's awesome and uh-huh. and everything and you said no again and uh So I made the joke. I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll turn on that and um but then I got stuck on Mel Brooks and I was like, "Uh I ended up watching Hotel Transylvania instead.
0: How- what a weird ride. How did you <laughs> interesting destination. Random ass <laughs> way to get there. <laughs> Boy. Huh.
1: Okay, so I did watch Bromstroker. I mean, you were watch- like, you helped me finish it. Uh, but I did watch Hotel Transylvania right after. <laughs> I'm not joking. I did watch God, I love that movie. Well, why
0: do you think I put in the blah 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 joke?
1: I know. That's what I was like, ugh. Oh. Because I was gonna do the joke later and yeah. but Womp Womp. Yeah, no, but uh, I did watch that, and I really did almost start to watch Vampire Broken. because it's been forever since I've seen it, and I've uh uh-huh. I was more curious as to like and it's
0: a Wes Craven joint.
1: Yeah. That's why I was like, ooh, that might actually be Let's put that on the list sometime. For the weird ones.
0: See I waffled on Dracula Dead and Loving It for a second, but that thing is a straight-up fucking comedy. Oh, 100%. That's not a horror movie. It just happens to have a vampire in no. it. Because Leslie Nielsen is Dracula. No, is Mel B- Brooks Mel B- B- Brooks. Yeah. And Steven Weber plays Jonathan Harker. So you know what? We're just not going <laughs> to... Let's just not.
1: But that that was my thing. Was I was making the jokes, and then as I was making the jokes, I was like... No, I I kinda wanna watch them. Like I'm like I'm I'm really into like I really like after watching Braum Strokers and on side note, what was hilarious was that so you're like, okay, well you gotta watch watch the movie and, and, and read down or, you know, re rent it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well then you were like, oh well maybe you can go through and like on YouTube and see if they anything else. So I typed in Braum but for some reason, my YouTube search feed kept going to Braun Strowman, and I was getting wrestling videos, and it was just like
0: <laughs> because B R A M took you to Braun no, Strowman. every
1: time I would type in B R A, I would like, for some reason, I thought it was B R A U, and not B R A M. Like so, like uh. my, my brain just kept going. I was like, no, not Braun Strowman. Why do you want me to watch wrestling? I've I, I have stopped watching wrestling for a while now. It's like but I was like Please God, don't
0: I, drag me back in. But then
1: I started watching Brom Strowman videos and I'm like, God, he was fun. <laughs> I was like, Good lord. Yeah, my brain is just complete mush. Why don't you give the perts and then I'll I'll I, explain yeah, I'll, why my brain is mush.
0: I'll go ahead and let you sweep up the contents of your noggin. Jeez. Uh Braum Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> You poor thing. Bram Stoker's Dracula was released on November thirteenth, nineteen ninety-two. It was made for a budget of about forty million dollars. It ended up grossing two hundred fifteen point nine million worldwide. So this is our first blockbuster That's, in a yeah. while. I don't think we've done
1: <laughs> most of the movies we we talk about. are...
0: <laughs> it grossed thirty million. Yay!
1: Hey, they got peanuts.
0: Yeah, they they paid their actors ten bucks and a ham sandwich. Hey. Looking at you, George Romero. Well, I mean,
1: the menu was pretty good about it. I mean, they they made some pretty decent They did okay. They
0: didn't make, it wasn't a blockbuster. I
1: mean, it wasn't yeah blockbuster.
0: That's more Oscar bait. Um, It was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, written by James V. Hart. Uh, It starred Gary Oldman as Dracula, Winona Ryder as Mina, Anthony Hopkins as Van Helsing, Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker, Richard E. Grant as Jack, Carrie Elwes as Arthur, (laughs) Dreamboat. Seriously. (laughs) Billy Campbell as Quincy, Sadie Frost as Lucy, Tom Waits as Renfield, Um, Monica Bellucci as one of Dracula's brides, Michaela Berkew as Dracula's bride number two, and Florina Kendrick as Dracula's bride number three. Um, So, yeah, I remember this is how old I am. I remember when the trailer to this movie dropped in the summer of 1992. I was seven, and it was on, my mom had it on. MTV or something. I don't remember what channel she had it on. I remember seeing it. And the image of Gary Oldman in the red robe. And the, the blonde hair. Um, the boob hair do.
1: <laughs> Look like my grandmother's boobies.
0: Um, that stuck with me pretty much forever. Uh, I, but I didn't actually. Because I, I was way too young to see this movie. Obviously when it came out. So I don't think I saw it. Properly until I was an adult, I want to say. Or close to being an adult. I think I was in my late teens or early 20s when I saw it. So it, um... Yeah, so it was... It, the, the imagery stuck pretty hard um, for me. Uh, but I have to admit, like, it, it was nice going back. Because we haven't done... Have we done a 90s movie in a while?
1: Um... We watch a lot. I mean, I guess if you can consider the Mike, the Halloween Michael Myers franchise, like, all the stuff that was, like...
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess the curse of Michael Myers. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's... Technically, maybe.
0: I, it, I had happily forgotten. Ooh! Speaking of 90s horror movies, tangent, did you see a Scream Factory release coming out? Of... Dr. Giggles.
1: Yes! Yes! Oh, I was like, (laughs) you were saying Scream Factory, and I was like, wait, there's something else out? And I'm like, yes, Dr. Giggles. We're
0: getting a... uh, God, yes! During our season one, we had done Dr. Giggles, and that was our first kind of diamond in the rough that we found. I have something
1: to live for now!
0: God damn, Craig.
1: That was dark. But <laughs> it's Giggles.
0: But this Spring Sc- Scream Factory is doing a Dr. Giggles uh, Blu-ray release. So, yes. Can't wait for that one cuz I don't think I've watched it since it since we watched since it for we the wa- show. Yeah. yeah, it was a few years I've been ago. like
1: on the hunt for just like, I, I didn't want to order it offline. Like, I actually wanted to see if I could maybe try and find it out in the wild somewhere. Like, it's just... I don't know why mm, it would just be nope. a little bit more...
0: Since Movie Stop is gone?
1: Yeah, it's a little rough. But isn't there... I, there's a place in Tampa, right? Yes. I, I don't know if there's still grindhouse. a... Grindhouse. Grindhouse. We gotta... I gotta... Try and make like a trip out there at some point, just see if I can.
0: I think it still exists. Yeah, don't hold me to that. But you're gonna have to check because the last I heard about it was several years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but usually at the cons, there's always a table yeah. of um, uh, like a DVD table yeah. or something set up, and
1: that and that's kind of what I wanted to maybe see about uh, coming across, like, because I know like Scream Factory. They have, they always do an incredible job, but um, I've been wanting to get The Blob for a long... Like, ever since we watched it, and it's been, like, absolutely one of my favorites. So it's like, I need, it, I need the Scream Factory version of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I need all the extra goodies and stuff like that. But so, yeah. now with Giggles? Come on!
0: But yeah, anyway, back to Dracula. <sighs> um, so, I don't think we've done a 90s movie in a while. This is our First Francis Ford Coppola film. He didn't really do horror. Coppola had been at this point was trying to salvage his career after the release of Godfather Three in nineteen ninety, which had pretty much buried him at that point. Um, that was that was a rough comeback. But uh, yeah, so we didn't have, we hadn't done a vampire movie in a couple years either. Um, so it's our first in a long time for a bunch of different stuff.
1: Yeah, there. I remember, like, so as as you said that you remember that your mom had it on like MTV and like so you you remember seeing all the, the trailers and things like that for it. There was. Um,
0: I remember there being very heavy promotion for this movie. Yeah, this was a big deal.
1: I I don't remember a ton of the trailers from it. I mean, maybe if you like, if I actually played one. Uh, that you know, was kind of running, um, th- yeah, th- memories would start to kind of flow back. But the one thing that I remember from it is actually going to the movie theaters, I think um, around that time, I think it was Power the Power Rangers movie.
0: No, this was or, before Power Rangers. No,
1: there was... I don't know. I remember going to see a movie. Uh, it was a kid's movie. It could have been fucking Phantoms for all I you know. Um, But I remember going to see a movie with my mom, and I distinctly remember seeing the poster. It's just that gargoyle skull, stone, like statue, with just the red Dracula just paint, like, and it is very simple, very striking, and it, like, it just, it really has a lot of power behind it. And it's stuff like that I really, really love. Um I mean when you like overcomplicate a lot of movie posters and things like that it uh kind of and for me it takes away from it. So this like having it be simple and Yeah, with just
0: the bat head It's just that's little, it. Yeah. Boom.
1: That's it and then boom, red letters Dracula like Bram you know, that's that's all you need and it it served its purpose for sure. This
0: this this movie was beautifully shot. Um Coppola for all of, you know, regardless of how you feel about his movies in general, I mean, The Godfather's a masterpiece of cinema. It, it, it's forever going to be considered one of those. But is, um, a,
1: is it sad? I've never seen it.
0: I haven't seen it in years, <laughs> um, uh, but I've seen all three of them.
1: I've never been in front of that movie. Ever. <laughs> it's
0: like <laughs> Actually, you're kind of missing out. I don't even like gangster movies, but The Godfather's one that's really worth seeing.
1: I know, but that I, like everyone tells me that, but it's like I've never I've never had the interest to like go out and be like, "Oh, you know, I'm going to watch The Godfather. I probably sh- should now, but it's just f- funny that it's like it just hit me and then I'm like, "You yeah, I've never seen it." Did
0: you even like The Sopranos or anything like that?
1: I watched the first season of The Sopranos. So
0: obviously that's about
1: that's, it. A, that's a No, idea. I've just it's like gangster movies don't Really do it for me, like it's not. Like, I mean, I, I like it's well, that not. Makes sense then. No, but it's like I, I don't mind them. It's just I don't like gravitate towards them, and it's just weird. Like they're not
0: your bag, so it's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's just funny. But it's just like oh, I've never seen that American classic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, right, literally. <laughs> but um, Dracula was beautifully shot. Coppola has an eye for setting a scenery. It was filmed. Very old school. It was on sets and there was matte paintings and everything was practical effects. I think there was, like, a couple of blue screens. Um, like the scene where uh, Van Helsing threw the bride's heads down the ravine. I think it was blue screen. Uh But for the most part, it's, it's pretty much all practical. Um, he's got an eye... Coppola had an eye for color. He really made, like colors pop he very sparingly used the color red um, and when he did it just popped off the screen um like everything was just framed really well it looked in some cases it felt like you were almost watching a play because of how it was staged um because the budget uh the who, I forget who the production company was for this one. Um, but because they didn't exactly have the most faith in Coppola, they ended up um, really limiting his budget. And I know 40 million sounds like a lot, and but in terms of the types of movies that he was known for making where they were, he, he was one of those directors who prefer to go to out to location. It really grounded him, and he had to work within the confines of, like, well, I'm stuck in a fucking studio. Let's do what we can do. Yeah. Um, but I think what a huge chunk of his budget went to was the costume design. Um, it was a Japanese costume designer, Aiko Ishioka, and she brought, uh, brought a bunch of um, very Eastern influence to. Uh, to it you saw that in dracula's red robe at the beginning and you saw that in um towards actually at the very end the last couple scenes we see dracula in where he's got the big gold robe on that patchwork robe she borrowed that from a um oh i forget what the painter was she borrowed that from a uh a um impressionist painter's work the name the artist escapes me So she brought in a lot of Eastern influence, a lot of stuff from uh, different works of art throughout history. Um, Mina, not Mina's, um, Lucy's wedding dress with a big wide collar. Oh my God, holy. It was just like this very very opulent, grandiose. um, Everyone kind of had their own color palette. Um, Again, red was used very sparingly. Uh, I think she won an Oscar for that, actually. Um, She was either nominated for or she ended up winning an Oscar for the costume design. And then she went on to design for um, another one, which had some, another movie which had some incredible uh, influence. She went on to design for The Cell. Oh, Jennifer Lopez yeah. Movie, the costumes in that were. That
1: makes a lot of bonkers. sense.
0: Bonkers. They were so good. They were like sleek and futuristic. They brought in a bit of the, again, that Eastern flare to it with the color schemes and the silks and everything else like she just ishioka had a really good eye for fit and color Mm -hmm. um and and i love that
1: she she does a lot of the contrasting with like the red and the gold and the like Mm -hmm. so she would she knows how to make things pop off screen right so which was fantastic
0: So um, there was a lot of that. This was actually, I think, Sadie Frost's um, first
1: movie. I do, too. I do like your comment about them making it feel more of like you're watching a, a play. Um, because yeah, there
0: the, were a lot of scenes that felt that very way.
1: very much so. But the one thing that I remember, like, well, the one thing that that stood out to me, I should say, is that. There were scenes where a lot of times the camera is down below, like waist level, looking up at the actor. Like so, it's almost like you are like sitting in the the audience, like looking up at a stage. And there was very few times where I mean, it's like yeah, you're getting a lot of like just the regular regular shots, but there were stuff that where it's like you're getting just a spectator view of, of the movie and and stuff like that was kind of interesting to see. Um, like there was a lot of like shots with like Lucy and things like that where after she turned vamp, um, you're getting the visual from the, I guess the lovers, I guess (laughs) the, the, the group or whatever. And it's like, you're trying to, you're getting into that mode. So, but I do like that. it, It did have that feel of a play compared to like the your big budget grandio like so where there's giant like I, I kind of like where it does feel it was like a, it's a little yeah, bit Yeah, even
0: when we're rolling around the streets of London yeah even following Nina fell. around and stuff like that it still felt a lot smaller. Yeah. It was more of an intimate feeling to it. I
1: was trying to think back of um, another movie that was that was kind of similar. Um, I was thinking of a Sleepy Hollow. With Johnny Depp.
0: Yeah. It's a similar feeling.
1: And it, because they still had that same old school universal mo- movie monster kind of feel to it. And um, I, have to, I have to give it to them. Like just to kind of take it back to that old Frankenstein kind of thing. Like when we watched Frankenstein, uh, you know, recently... Uh, or recently, I should say. <laughs> it was, like, the last time we did our, our, ago, our monster yeah. movie thing. It's, like, watching it back and seeing Frankenstein on the mountaintop. And you could see the backdrop. And it's, you know, the hand-painted... It's, like, I miss that. Like, that's something that Those matte
0: Matt paintings were beautiful. Absolutely
1: gorgeous. And it gives it just gives something to that feel of the movie. And it's like, if you try to do something like that now, it's with the HD cameras and things like It's like, it just, it, it hurts. Like, or it hurts that type of, of feel. But I love when movies can s- streamline something down to make something still feel as big. And when you have like your actors really kind of portray that out, it, it just gives so much more to the film. I think Guillermo del Toro does a lot of that, kind of that same similar thing, but more with, like, his makeup. It's, like, uh, in Hellboy 2, when they go into the troll, um, like, the troll alley, the... The,
0: the market? the, the mar- there, Yeah, the yeah.
1: marketplace, and it's, like, even though it's so small, it's, like, everything around it makes it so much bigger because... Of what's being portrayed. Like, so, stuff like that. Like, so, when you can do practical effects, makes everything so much better.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, a lot of the practical effects were Gary Oldman's makeup.
1: Oh my god, Sorry. he's good. It's Gary Coleman. It's <laughs> who? Gary Oldman.
0: There it is. Gary Coleman was lit.
1: No, I had a bubble. I was uh, sucking down mango juice and, yeah, like, Gary, Gary Oldman. Gary, what'd you tell me, Willis? Gary yeah, Oldman. Oh
0: Gary Oldman's makeup was—they had the old man makeup. Um, they had the wigs where he was looking like a much younger. He was basically playing a version of himself with a mustache, and then um, they had the different monster makeups for him. The different contacts—like he never looked the same. He didn't. He rarely looked the same in two scenes. Yeah. Um, almost every scene he was in, he looked different somehow.
1: It was, for me, I love the looks. That they had for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, it was—I don't know if if it threw you off at all or if it was okay. But it, for me, it's like okay. So when we first see him as the hell beast, right—the the big bat? the big bat hell beast thing. So he looked very uh, werewolf like.
0: Well, he, he right? had. Oh, you, you're actually talking about no? He was a werewolf. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, when he went wolfy. Yeah, so he was a big werewolf bat, but he had, like, the face of a bat. Like, it was...
0: It was smushed in. It was... I mean, he... It was interesting because he had basically the wolfman makeup. And then in some scenes, he there was one scene where he actually fully transformed into a dog. It was the one where he finally attacked Lucy at the end when he actually killed Lucy. Um, And then he had the man bat look. Uh, Which is dope. <laughs> and then he had, like, a subtle, more subtle version of the man-bat look. Like, there was the one scene with Mina where he went completely batty. And then um, a little bit later where his face just shifted. Like, he still was very much a man, but his face took on that yeah. vampire-bat look with the smushed-in nose. Um, he... Uh, there was a lot of stuff done with the teeth. Sometimes he'd have contact, sometimes he didn't. There wasn't really a consistent... There wasn't really a consistent vampire look, and your mileage may vary on that. Some people are going to be cool with it. Others are going to be like, what the fuck? Pick something. And that's
1: what I meant was, like, I didn't know if that threw you off at all, seeing all those different looks, because it's like, oh, oh, now he looks like this now. Oh, oh, now he looks like this. Oh, now he looks... And we never see the same look twice, so it's weird to sit there and go, okay, what are we supposed to...
0: The lock in look, on. Yeah, the only time we ever saw the same look twice is when he stayed in his younger form when he was with Mina. Yeah. Like, we saw him on the streets of London in the top hats. Like, there was a couple of scenes of that where he was the younger version of himself. There was the the two dinner scenes that we had, the one with Mina and the one where Mina bailed on him, like, where he was still younger. Um, there was the scene in bed with Mina where he was younger again. Um yeah. So, like, it, it it... That was really the only consistent look that... Old
1: and, then, and, then, and then old man Drac But even he's... then,
0: like sometimes the hair was up Sometimes the hair was down It just sort of depended on Where we were in the film And how because When we first meet Dracula He's very collected He's 400 years old He's an aristocrat He carries himself with this dignity About him um, But he's basically a well kept Old man is yeah. kind of the long and the short of it. And then he that and then once he sees that Mina is the incarnation of Elisabetta and he locks in on Mina, that's when we start seeing his look becomes more erratic. Yeah.
1: And that was another thing too, was that having him go from old man Drac into young man and then Back to old man and like so he just kind of fluctuate it was one of those like like are you putting your previous like your image of yourself as a young man into Mina's head he was a a shifter that's what I'm saying but it's just like why don't you just look why the old man look (laughs)
0: like
1: if you're if you can shift and you could do this it's like why why this I
0: think I have an answer for that okay first thing is there's a couple parts to this. So the first part is Francis Ford Coppola kept a bit closer to the novel than Universal had done um, with the Bela Lugosi version that they uh, they stripped it back a lot. And um, talk about making a Dracula movie feel like a play. Universal did a great job of making it look like a stage play, which is really what it was based on. Like Universal's was based on the stage play more so that than the novel. Because um, yeah,
1: uh, Bela Lugosi was actually brought in because of his yeah, stage.
0: The, because he was yeah. already Dracula in London yeah. doing the stage production. Well, instance, what Francis, Ford Coppola did was he kept it... There were modifications from the story, but the overall skeleton and muscle tissue was essentially Bram Stoker's book. Um, he... He decorated it a little bit different. Yeah. Like, there wasn't really this emphasis on the love story. That was really made up for this movie, the, the Dracula-Mina love story.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was really the biggest element of it, and then, obviously, the Renfield character was not in the novel. That was a holdover from Universal Days. So, uh, also, oh, by the way, sidebar, Tom Waits plays, uh, the singer Tom Waits plays Renfields. Coming back. I first mentioned him. I don't, I don't remember if I mentioned him or not. No, we
1: didn't. Yeah, okay, good. No, We got him, we got him. Because I
0: couldn't remember if I mentioned him or not. Um, and I'll get back to the Renfield thing in a minute. But that part was... I think Coppola wanted to take the idea... Because in the novelization, Dracula stalked Mina, essentially, is what was going on yeah. there. And I think he wanted to twist it and add some romance to it... Um, for whatever reason, he felt like that was a good idea. And I agree. I thought it was a very good idea. Um, despite the fact that Oldman and Ryder weren't really getting along when they were filming the movie, their chemistry was smoking hot. Like, it jumped off the, the screen for It was me.
1: <laughs> It was funny to see because it's like they, the, the boys were... Hot on Dracula's trail because they're like, oh, we have to kill you know kill the beast or whatever, and it turned around where mm-hmm. it's like Mina at one point was just like no, like she basically was defending Drac to to like at, at, at one yeah point, to a point there was a, a point point. and it took uh, <laughs> her
0: a bit to get there though because when she first met Dracula on the streets of London. And he was asking her the way to the movie theater. Um, She had no fucking clue who he was. Oh, no. But he managed to bring her around somehow. Coercion, charm, call it whatever you want. But um, he wanted his love back.
1: Yeah. And and that was the one thing was like, okay. So if Drac actually got her back and the boys... Fucked off. Would that be so bad? No. Because it's like, he got his love. He doesn't need to go off and, I mean, really murder anybody. And also, in Transylvania, and and their little area and stuff like that, on their mountaintop, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, the the epit... Or, like, just the, the vampiric disease isn't widespread. Well, even <laughs> so then, like,
0: even then, there was a band of gypsies that Dracula had to protect him. Yeah. So, it was kind of... I mean, he was fine. I mean, he would still have to kill people or, at the very least, borrow them yeah. um, because he still needed to drink blood to live.
1: Yeah. but it's it was like, if Mina was actually... If, if, you know, Keanu Reeves' character actually just said, all right, cool, like you don't want to be with me, be with him, like, then that would be something where it's just like, is that so bad? It's like, I'm kind of on Drac's side on this one. (laughs) Well,
0: because like, so, another, the the love story part was added in, but also, uh, Coppola, well not Coppola, sorry, James Hart, the guy who wrote it, um, he worked in a lot of the history of Vlad Tepesh. So,
1: which is amazing. I he, love that. He
0: wove a bit of that in there and then Eyes it a little bit um, with the you know by bringing in the, the Romanian legends and stuff like that. and because at the beginning of it, uh, well Tepesh was the, the monarch of that area, but he also went ahead and he he was a warrior and he drew a lot of blood and so they brought that element into it and stylized it with that crazy red armor that apparently was impossible to wear uh, it was really hard to yeah. wear
1: well and that was the red armor like i i know that they were pretty like on point for like as you said like with their the costume design and stuff yeah, like that but just... i'm like i was i was wondering is like is it actual is that actual armor? Is that it was still- armor.
0: It was made to look like muscle.
1: I know it was muscle made ishioka. to look like muscle but it was like, was that something that like like military men back to no, those no, days no, no. would no, no. actually wear?
0: No. That was Ishioka adding an artistic flair to it. Yeah, and that's, that's all and that
1: is. As you mentioned, like with the cell and stuff like that, I was like, that makes complete sense as to... Same
0: costume designer. Right?
1: Yeah, the the design. But I was just like, as the red like military armor, I was just like... I was like, was that actually something that no, they no, no, did? No, but I was no. just like, I like, I wasn't digging it. I mean, it
0: it was a look. It was a look. Eh. Was a look. Yeah. Um, again, your mileage may vary there. Yeah. But the another part that was pulled in was they brought in the military man, which was the real Vlad Tepish. But then they kind of hollywood eyes that a little bit um i guess there was a letter sent from the turks but they changed that up a little bit um to where elizabetha read that and realized oh god was told that vlad had died and she flung herself into the river um which i guess from what i was looking up i guess most of that is a true story they just fiddled with some of the details Mm. When they did this, um, when they did the movie, like they changed the, it was a different river she had flung herself into, and there was a couple of other little details. Um, she didn't, she didn't throw herself into the river because her Vlad had died. She flew, threw herself into the river to keep from getting attacked by the Turks, because um, the the letter had said something about the Turks were closing in on them or something like that. It had nothing to do with Vlad himself. But they turned it into like the Hamlet and Ophelia thing.
1: Hmm.
0: And so um, Vlad comes back and Elizabeth is dead and he saw the letter from the Turks and uh, apparently Van Helsing also lived for 400 years because Anthony Hopkins played a priest and then he played Van Helsing when we fast-forwarded the 14th, <laughs> to the 1800s.
1: I wasn't about that. I was so confused. Yeah, I'm like, is this, is this
0: a... Are we going, like, downstream on the family line? Or did he actually live for multiple centuries to get back at Dracula? Yeah. Like, what happened here? That was not made clear, which is... We'll get to those issues here in a second. But, like, so he renounces... He was a crusader for God. And then he renounced God, and that is what cursed him to the immortal life that he was going to be living. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't to find Elisabetta again. That was happenstance. It was because he was going to be cursed to walk the earth alone. It was a curse from God is what he ended up getting because he, he renounced God when he used to be one of... God's top fighters.
1: Yeah. And he was damn good at it too. He was really good but at it. But he was,
0: murdered a lot of people.
1: And that was the thing was like, just when he's murdering in, in the name of God, which is. <laughs> it doesn't really. Boy, mean, we've
0: heard that song and dance before. Yeah.
1: Um, but then it's like when he. The love of his life is gone and he freaks out. At the holy men, and he ends up stabbing this giant stone crucifix, and then it starts to bleed. It's like a lot. I was like, I was trying to understand, like, what. I mean, they were trying it's, to go for the more it's uh, good, the visual and the. It's artsy. that. Ca- it,
0: well, it was very. He He said out loud he was renouncing God. That was the physical. Symbolism of him renouncing God yeah. and driving, but they also are playing with the idea of the Catholic, the, the miracles in Catholicism. Yeah, where it's
1: like everything's bleeding. Yeah, where just... like the
0: statue of the Virgin Mary bleeds or something like that. It's it's playing with that idea a little bit more, where he literally took a. It's it, it's the idea that he actually took a blade to the heart of God.
1: Yeah. So and then like yeah, it was the blade, blade of the heart of God, and then the blood that was coming from the statue, the the, the crucifix statue, or it wasn't even a crucifix, it was just a cross. Um, I mean,
0: that's potato, 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 potato. No, 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 no.
1: Like the a crucifixion is with with J, oh, with, with, about- with man on the cross, a crucifix with just the cross itself. So the that was the thing is like so. It, he ends up drinking the blood from the statue. Well, if you and, look at where he
0: stabbed it, and you look at the the crosses where Jesus is actually posed, yeah, on the like crucified to the wood, that was where his heart would be. Yeah, and so he basically was—that's him stabbing God in the chest. Yeah.
1: Um, but it was just weird because it's like, yeah, he he, uh, you know. Basically, he backs away from God and says, "Hey, hey, um, not going to do this anymore." And then drinks his yeah. blood.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: So and that's what cursed
0: him, y'all. Um, so <laughs> don't, don't don't drink blood. Don't do that. There's a lot of um, illnesses, and apparently, you. I mean,
1: I guess you could do that. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to live your life, but you
0: know. I'd recommend against it because just bloodborne pathogens are bad, yeah. and they're real hard to get rid of.
1: I mean, hell, we it took us a while to get rid of COVID, so
0: you don't. COVID's give... not going anywhere. No, <laughs> COVID's just a part of life now. Um, thanks, gain of function research. Anyway, so the he renounces all of that, and and then we flash forward 400 years. So we go from 1460 something to 1892, and um, he. It's it's interesting where the movie picks up because. Harker, like the Carfax Abbey has already been sold. So Harker's just going to finalize the paperwork. That's all that he's doing. So I've always found it a weird place to pick up, like to pick up the story because we're kind of moving in Medius res. Like we're in the middle of something and then we have to get caught up um, a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I just, I kind of like the way that this goes and then finding Elisabetta again was an accident. Harker just happened to have a picture of Mina with him and Drax saw the Mina thing and was like, oh,
1: well, hey! Yeah, and, and stuff like that is very much like, oh, it's like, wow, how convenient is that for you? hmm You know, it's like, if, if that was the thing where Dracula was, was just already, buying all this property in London... Well, he was
0: already in the process of buying the property. He didn't know anything about the people that were there.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like, so, wow, what can, like, small world.
0: Unless he did, and we just weren't privy to that knowledge because someone dropped the ball and putting that detail in the story. But as far as we knew, he knew nothing about Mina.
1: Yeah, and that's where it's like, a little stuff like that is just How like, convenient. Uh, like, uh, I just have to just... Mm roll my eyes a little bit with it but but that was the thing was like looking back at the the old school Universal film compared to this there's bits that I kind of wish were like mixed between the two so my favorite part of the classic Universal is Renfield Renfield, I love that. Just the crazed eye, just the weird, very Joker. Just he—he he had this. He was creepier than anything in that in that film. And just where they would like show his face, and he's just like, at like he's just and the bugs. Yeah, the whole thing was just crazy. Now, uh, what's his name? That was in that was Renfield in this movie. Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Tom is also great. He was like he had that level of crazy, but he also brought like
0: He was very sympathetic too. Yes. You could you could feel you kinda felt sorry for him. Yes. A little bit.
1: Um and that was something where I was a little bit more intrigued with the Renfield thing because they were like he again, going with the bug thing and it was it was very weird because I couldn't remember if it was that the bugs gave him like life or whatever, like, but I guess the story is that Dracula manipulated Renfield so much that he said that he will give him everlasting life if you do my bidding, you know as as he says in there, but he also will would send Renfield bugs, never telling him what the bugs were for. He just said, oh, I'll give you everlasting life, and oh, the master's given me. Insects, And so that's why Renfield would eat these bugs is because he thought that the master was sending it to him to help portray his life. But it's, it's Dracula just, I guess, in a way fucking with him. Like, it's just, he's it, not. It's something
0: like Renfield was the original barrister that went over to have the paperwork. Like he was the guy who was originally yeah. in charge of the Carfax Abbey stuff. Yeah. And then he became a minion the downside of the Renfield character in Coppola's movie is you could remove him and nothing changes. Yep.
1: And the in comparison to the original Universal, I like that we actually get to see Renfield first. And we get to actually kind of like live with him. And he's the one that is that introducing us to Dracula. And then it, it becomes you know, it Harper. And then
0: Harker or, jumps yeah, in. Yeah, Harker
1: comes in a little bit later. So this one, they kind of do the same. But Renfield's already in an asylum. Like he's already like yeah, batshit crazy. He's, and,
0: uh, the only purpose he serves is to show the audience the potential downside of Dracula's power.
1: Yeah.
0: That's kind of it. But he doesn't move the story along. He doesn't really s- help or hinder any of the characters. He does talk to Mina for a minute. Um, but and all he does is tell her something she already knows. Yeah. The master is coming to get you. Right. Yeah. yeah, I know.
1: And then and most of the time he's screaming, you know, master like I'm serving you blah blah blah. And then like so he doesn't yeah, he doesn't really play as much of a role as like when I felt like the original right Remfield did,
0: and it's it's and it's a shame because he is played so well, and Tom Waits who isn't. I mean, I, I mean, I'm assuming he has other acting roles. I didn't really look into it, but he's not really an actor. He's known for being a musician. Yeah. So he really.
1: I remember him from Mystery Men.
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah, he was he was the guy that made all the gadgets.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, but he, he really went above and beyond with this role, and that's fantastic. But you could have very easily edited out every scene he was in in the asylum. No difference made in the movie. Yeah. It would have just cut the runtime down by, like, seven or eight minutes. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, was um, the doctor. Uh, what was his name? John, I think his name was. The doctor, the psychiatrist that was supposed to be treating Renfields. and one, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, One of
0: Lucy's suitors um, apparently had a morphine addiction. And, uh, again, didn't really matter much. Like, it was just a character thing. Uh, Jack. It was Dr. Jack, Seward.
1: yeah.
0: So he... But Jack had a morphine addiction that it didn't play out into anything.
1: Um Wait, like, wait, it wait, didn't,
0: when the boys went out to go after Dracula, it didn't hurt at all. Um, like, you, you'd think that maybe he would have withdrawal symptoms that would slow them down, it would make him more dangerous, it would make him sick, it would, some, it would have played a part somewhere, but all, I mean, maybe you could argue it's a character development-y thing, but overall, like, again, you could have removed the morphine addiction so and it wouldn't wait, have made a difference. So,
1: to make sure that I'm I'm following correctly, so the... The guy, the, the person that was, I guess, the, uh, taking care of all the patients at the insane Asylum, that was the doctor that was trying to get with Lucy? Correct. Oh. That was see, Dr. Seward. I thought that that was somebody complete. I thought they were two different no, people.
0: He was one of Van Helsing's students years prior. So oh. there's a connection between Seward and Van Helsing. Because Van Helsing was his professor.
1: Yeah, but, I just I thought the guys at the asylum was somebody different from the, the n- suitor. Nope. oh, uh, that makes a lot more sense. Okay.
0: But, and he was just an MD. He wasn't really a psycho because at the time you didn't have specialties. You were just a general practitioner. You just
1: yeah, you just the guy.
0: Um, but yeah, he was working at the asylum and he was using Renfield as a bit of a project because or a case study. I guess, because he was taking very special care to take time with Renfield and write all this stuff down and try to get to the bottom of the whole master business. And that, um, I think gave him a bit more insight into Dracula, even before Van Helsing came to town, which, okay, fine, but it didn't even really prep him for what happened to Lucy, because he didn't believe any of it. He just no. thought Renfield was a nut.
1: Yeah, and then, like, even then, it's, like, once everything actually, like, was, like, really... It wasn't really happening necessarily to him, because Lucy ended up with Carrie Ellis's character, and...
0: With Arthur, yeah. With
1: Arthur, and so it was, like... It's, like, you're just there, dude. Like, and, and on top of that, it's, like, he doesn't believe it, and when when... Van Helsing is is explaining things to him, and it's just like, "The fuck good are you?" It's like you've spent like you spent all this goddamn time with a crazy ass man who
0: gave you all the information you needed to know about Dracula, more or less. Because Renfield was talking about how the master was capable of all these fantastical things, yeah, and he didn't believe him, and you have Van Helsing basically backing it up.
1: He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, the crazy guy's right. Yeah, yeah
0: and <laughs> Seward's still like, yeah, no. And then, um... It, it, but then, him being one of Lucy's suitors, again, I think that was really just to show how silly and flirty and how much more open Lucy was, which is why she was susceptible to Dracula before Mina was. But, like, even after she chose Arthur out of all three of them... It, don't get me wrong. If it were me, it was gonna be Carrie L. West, too. Hell yeah, that charming fucker. Are, are you, you serious me? right now?
1: I'm all about me some Carrie.
0: As you wish. Yeah, <laughs> as you wish.
1: I'm 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 sorry. It's like one of my favorite things is watching Carrie Ellis <laughs> on Psych. Like him, oh, those
0: episodes he popped like up. Like any too. any episode as, he
1: popped up, I'm like
0: as a cap. i just get...
1: Giddy, like it's just. So, I was like, "Oh, this is so good."
0: Well, he has such good chemistry with <sighs> Gus and Sean. Oh
1: my god, but, um, I'm about to rewatch that show now. But god. he, um,
0: but yeah, he was. He ended up being the one getting picked, and the and having the other two suitors there. I, I just feel like it was kind of silly. They ended up being part of the the mob, not the mob, but part of the vigilante crew that was trying to run Dracula down. It was. Quincy and Jack added in with Arthur and Van Helsing. So it ended up being a party of four going after this guy. But he didn't, I don't know, I feel like it wasn't enough to justify his existence. And Quincy was even worse. <laughs>
1: but uh, Arthur was the only one that could actually speak with a British accent.
0: It's true. <laughs> it's true.
1: Or, uh, English accent I should I'm, again bringing it into uh, men, men in, in tights, tights. <laughs> which he would go on to
0: do the following year. year yeah <laughs> um, so I just like it, it, it was hard to get behind a couple of the characters because they you could have cut them out of the movie and it wouldn't have made much difference like I understand the purpose of Jack and Arthur and Quincy because that was more to do with why Lucy was more susceptible to Dracula yeah. Like, why he... Drac had to go through Lucy before he could get to meet Oh, look, she's a hosky. That would... I mean, she wasn't sleeping with any of them. It was no. a flirtation. But she was very pretty, and she was bubbly, and she was fun, and she was very charming, and it just kind of was to pad and bolster that a little bit more. Um, still could have been done without the excessive characters. It was... There was a lot of threads going through this movie that didn't necessarily have to be there. And you know what else didn't have to be here in this movie? Keanu Reeves' accent. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing we can say that hasn't been said in the last 30 years about that fucking accent. I didn't... I loved it. Oh, wait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was something that hasn't been said in 30 years.
0: Fair enough. There you up, yeah. See? Yeah, you got me. Um, Fuck, I hate you.
1: <laughs> you actually... Uh, like, Record scratch.
0: Record scratch. <laughs> my brain but, about fell out of my head.
1: But that was the thing was like, I, for the longest time, I've heard this about his accent.
0: and He was a bit of a plank of wood in this too.
1: Yeah, and that was the thing was like, I was like, I love Keanu Reeves. I love old Keanu Reeves movies. Like, I'm all about it. And again, huge Bill and Ted fan. Yeah. Like, I was
0: about to say Bill and Ted all day.
1: Yeah, Bill and Ted all day. I mean, I am a huge Matrix fan. Like, so the whole thing. It's it's I'm all about it. Um even with this new John Wick's like I mean, come on.
0: John Wick was phenomenal.
1: <sighs> so good. Especially that first one. My God. Oh, so good. Don't kill his dog. Um right. But that was the thing is like in my head i've been trying to remember back as to like how how the accent sounded and everything else i didn't want to rewatch like any clips or anything like that i wanted to get like the impact when i first heard it and i was like holy shit it was that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was like i was not uh, like i for some reason in my head I was like, I had phantoms.
0: Yeah, you're like, it can't be that bad. It It was was not that bad. It was
1: phantoms again, yo. Like, it was just like, oh my god, like, this is... uh, I was like, as a kid, I remember it being much better. And then I'm like, oh, this is... This is not good. Like, and... And then on top of that... So, Keona Reeves just... The accent just was not...
0: He was just not right <sighs> for this role.
1: Yeah, it's like they needed to give this, like, I mean, he's got the look, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, just, just don't, just get rid of the accent. But Winona Ryder, Hers she wasn't also, fantastic. also was yeah. not working for me at all. And I love Winona Ryder. Like, so it's like.
0: It I just, liked her as Mina. Yeah. I just feel like you didn't have to put the accent on. It's just like, it didn't Fit. It was generic, lazy British accent, and it wasn't great. Like, there,
1: there's a couple you know, of times where I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's like, like she kind of like a Cockney like accent. Like, there there was a couple times where it's like not like a like a, a like a brash, but like there's like a like a flare of it in like certain uh, like
0: like maybe areas. she's maybe she's not as high blood as or highborn as you yeah, think she is. maybe. So. But she, um, yeah, I quite love. I, I, I have no issues. And, and and what's worse is the accent was terrible for her, but she had fantastic chemistry with everybody else. I actually quite liked her as Mina. I thought casting her as Mina was fine.
1: And that was the thing is I also loved <laughs> the cat. The whole cast was like for whatever role that they were in was a was awesome. Like it was a perfect casting. It was just the accent of it, it and. From going like from back to our comment about it being like more like a feeling like a play, ha- like hearing them and seeing them portray these characters was very play like, but it was like uh like oh it's a play above a bowling alley. Kind of thing, like it doesn't. Oh, like, I didn't think
0: it was that bad. Well,
1: no, but you know what? I, but, but it was it, like
0: an off, off, off Broadway play. Yeah.
1: Like it's just, <laughs> okay, I, I'll, I'll give it that. But like,
0: had a bowling alley, yeah. but like <laughs> a couple left turns off of Broadway. Yeah.
1: So, but that was the thing was like, if it didn't feel like it fit, even though they were awesome as that character. I actually, like, when I look. was
0: when I was doing some poking around this week, um, before recording. Uh, at the time, Winona Ryder was still dating Johnny Depp. She was actually lobbying for him to be Jonathan Harker. But, but, you want to hear what it was? Keanu was on the way up and he was like the, the teen heartthrob at the time. The producers and the casting director didn't like Johnny Depp because they didn't think he was good looking enough. I'm saying what? he was, how old was Johnny Depp at that point? He was 28 or 29. Bruh. It was peak. I mean, I don't know if he was still a little baby faced or what, but like they didn't want, they decided they didn't want Depp as um, Harker. I I saw something about Christian Slater being in the running at one point too, because again, you're kind of trying to get the girls in to come see your movie, but they decided on Keanu Reeves and like.
1: Well, uh, when was Interview with the Vampire?
0: 94. That
1: was after. That was, that was, was after, a couple years that, later, that, yeah. Because, like, they kind of much like Twilight, where it's like you have, like, the boom of whatever, like, you zombies and vampires, and it's like yeah. whenever you have, like, the big booms, it's like you just kind of get, like, a big slurry of those type of movies. Well, yeah, so there's, like, a whole...
0: So, but there wasn't really a boom at this point. Like, we had a few vampire movies sprinkled throughout the 90s but it wasn't
1: well yeah like, it was
0: not like the twilight boom it was like
1: well no 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 but, i mean yeah like from Dust till dawn you had um interview with the vampire there was oh god blade there, came out 98 i
0: think blade,
1: blade was 98 that was that was a little that was much later um what there there was a john carpenter
0: Vampires, um,
1: vampires. Yeah. It's literally called vampires. Literally vampires. So, but it was like, but it was like stuff like that where it's like it all kind of fell. But within that's this hardly like... a
0: boom. Um, there was like one vampire movie every other year in the nineties. That's hardly a boom. Mm. Um, but what Coppola's movie did do was finally knock Hollywood off the track that every vampire had to look like Bela Lugosi. Yeah. Because for a long time, like, almost... Cape, yeah.
1: Emerald. F- for
0: 60 years, yeah. the Hollywood had this, the aristocratic vampire on the tux with the slick back hair. The whole bit, we saw Christopher Lee went through it. There was a couple of others throughout the 80s that, same idea, unless you look at, like, Catherine Hardwick's movie, um, Near Dark, where they were cowboys, and then Schumacher with Lost Boys, where they were... Um, <laughs> A biker gang, apparently. Roadside punks. But they were Yeah, they were doing the punk thing. But, like, big budget style. Because Near Dark was not a big budget movie. Lost Boys was not a big budget movie. Um, But Oscar bait style in the same vein as Dracula, because a lot of those other movies were not in the same vein as Dracula, made it okay for Hollywood to go, oh, we can make our vampires look like something else.
1: Yeah. And it's fine. However, now, at that point... I think that's, like, one of the first times where we actually see sexy. Like, that's the thing is, like, when... Uh,
0: Schumacher started it, the sexy vampire thing with yeah. the Lost Boys. Like, that's really ground zero for that. That you could, I mean, there's a lot of arguments we be made that Bela Lugosi was actually quite sexy.
1: Well, no, I meant, like, where there was... I mean, there's definitely the sex appeal with the Lost Boys, but it's not... It's just one of those, like, oh, it's like, okay, you have, you have the dream boom. Now I'm talking, like, where it's, like...
0: This was an adult version of it.
1: The, that, and it's, like, it almost felt more of, like, your, the dirty novel. Like, that's where it's, like, you go into, like, the, the adult...
0: More the erotic book The erotic, yeah, you. yeah,
1: yeah. So it's, like... <laughs> so I
0: just remember we did Lost Boys a couple of months ago. This is not our first <laughs> vampire movie in a while. I'm a moron. Well, yeah, that's
1: bad. About- <laughs> oh, well, no, you, you said 90s. Was it, the 90s, it was a 90s movie. 90s we haven't movie. done a 90s okay. movie in a while. But like, that was the thing. Was like When you think back to how original vampires were and now how vampires are now viewed, It's this, I think that this point is where it starts to trail off into that sexy, elegant look. Where...
0: Yeah, and the, but this was the whole Dracula does not have to look like Bela Lugosi. Yeah, thing. yeah. And it wasn't—I shouldn't say vampires in general. I mean, I mean Dracula specifically has always been the cape and the black tux. But like, this made it okay because in other Dracula movies going forward, you they kept sort of a goth look to them, but they loosened them up a little bit. But I think. This might be one of the last movies you can point to that, said, that kept Dracula that very aristocratic. Because afterwards, I think they might have loosened him up too much. Um, if you look at, like, Dracula 2000 pops to mind. Yeah. Gerard Butler played Dracula. And it was just, it was too casual. And,
1: and most of the time, it's
0: like, when,
1: yeah, when Dracula is in there, it's like, it's very... Uh, As you said, like aristocratic and stuff like that, and then uh, when it goes into other vampire movies, it's either like super goth with leather, and it's just yeah,
0: like cyber cyber goth things, and then or they're like in a gutter somewhere. Like uh, Guillermo del Toro did that with um, Blade Blade Two and The Strain, where they Mm -hmm. were basically junkies, yeah. Like, they're
1: drugged up junkies.
0: Yeah, so it's like we're having these two extremes, or they're teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a middle ground somewhere in there, and I think True Blood may be the vampire thing that I can point to that found that middle ground fairly well um, because they were vampires of that ran up and down the gamut. There was yeah. redneck vampires and professional vampires and vampires on TV, and it was, like, a whole thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think that one probably stuck, struck the best balance, but...
1: I My, my favorite is uh, is the Key and Peele. Oh, no. Every vampire movie, we have to bring those guys. Like, why are you rubbing on my nipple? <laughs> Leave it
0: alone. Well, speaking of that... I
1: just wanted to see future cars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Speaking of the nipple rubbing... um. Did you, I found this movie to be actually be pretty sexy that's like, what I was just saying like I just well because there's the scene in bed with Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder and that's what I mean the vampire and literature thing has always been an allegory for sex The, the because the buttoned up Edwardian and Victorian times like yeah. they sex was a no no big no no big no no And so the authors had to find ways around it, and uh, that was, oh, it was a man sneaking into a woman's room and biting her on the neck. Like, that was their way of playing with the whole idea of penetration, and this was still allegorical to a point, but, like, Gary Oldman crawled into bed with Winona Ryder and she is heaving bosom and everything romance novel.
1: Told you like I'm some, like,
0: some mommy smut. But that's what I'm saying
1: is like it, it, it hits that that point and as a viewer this is where the rest of the the vampire film is.
0: History, History
1: thing, yeah. it, everything just gets started from, because it's like...
0: I would argue Hammer had a pretty good handle on that, but I think mainstreaming it was this movie. That's what I'm saying,
1: yeah. it's like mainstream, yeah, because I mean, most of the people, it's like, if you watched a Hammer film, it's like, by mistake, because it was on AMC one night, like... On Halloween. And right, you right. To be, Unless yeah. you've
0: lived in Britain.
1: You, yeah. And, yeah, or, yeah. Or you're us. And just, we watch <laughs> Well, no, watch now, it.
0: Hammer, Hammer's mainstream now.
1: <laughs> no, I know, but.
0: 30, 35 years ago, it was not. Not in the United yeah. States, anyway.
1: I actually got excited the other day. It's like, I was walking, uh, uh, I forget, uh, where was I? Oh, shit, I forget where I was. But it's like, I was walking by, and it was like this little, like, T-shirt stand, and they had, like, a Hammer- like, shirt, but it was too small for me. And I was like, "Oh, I was really bummed. <laughs> I was just like... But I was like, oh my god, it's a Hammer shirt. Like, yeah. that's awesome. It's hard it's, to find... It's yeah. that's, that's
0: hard to find here in the United States unless you live in, like, particular areas. But, like... the There was... Th- this movie did a great job of building a bit of sexual tension. Um, and it didn't feel like they were forcing sexual tension. I don't know if it's because... There was a bit of friction between Ryder and Oldman while they were filming the movie, and that sort of helped build that up, or because or it, it, it created a tension between the two of them, or something. I don't, I don't know exactly what the, it was, but the two of them had this; they crackled together.
1: The one thing that I liked I about uh, was if you really look at the entire movie, at the beginning we ne- we only see one moment with uh with Mina and Harker right They're and separate
0: for a good chunk of this movie
1: yeah so we only see them uh just before he leaves for Transylvania and they do this weird little sh- like cut kind of, I felt like it was like a, a a scene like transition yeah where uh because it's like they have like the peacock feathers in front so it.
0: Oh, felt, where they finally kissed yeah, each they, other. Yeah, they finally
1: kiss and then they get peacock feathers, right? So, and then after that, it's just.
0: They're separate. They're gone, yeah. right?
1: Well, then we get Lucy and Mina, right? Well, Lucy is. This like I am flamboyant. I'm. She, I got this fiery red hair. She's I'm, a free spirit. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like I am all about
0: getting the man. Well, you can, right? and you can see too the contrast between Lucy and Mina. Just yeah. looking at them, Lucy's hair was down. It was a bright color. Her clothes were looser. She wasn't as buttoned up. She you saw more skin in places. Like. Yeah. And just, she was much more open with her mannerisms and stuff like that. That Arabian Nights book that Mina found, that was Lucy's book. And so, um, which I was like, I don't remember seeing that in Arabian Nights. That's different. Yeah. But, um, so like, you, and then you, contrasting that was Mina. She had the dark hair, but it was always tied up. And then she, she like, had... always
1: buttoned up necks and...
0: Buttoned all the way up to the neck, corseted clothes. Everything is fitted perfectly. Yeah. Very well tailored, She's she very straight backed and like Lucy's just more relaxed in everything that she does,
1: so when you see that and you see how Lucy is with her suitors right, and how Nina or Mina is trying like she just kind of watches Lucy, and you could tell like Mina has some type of drive like that, but nothing's kind of broken her from that because she's with she's one. Parker, right?
0: Well, she's also got to maintain the manners. Yeah. That's the social social mores of the time. You got to play by the rules.
1: Once Drac shows up and you can see how there's just this like, uh, sorry, man, I got a boyfriend. Like, leave me alone Mm -hmm. kind of.
0: Well, she called him her husband and they weren't married yet.
1: No, no, no. But she was trying to do that. Like, I'm protecting myself from a creep. Mm -hmm. And then it became this thing where it's, like, as he just kind of just stays around her, the vibe just kind of just starts to, like, emanate off of him. Um, And then it just kind of goes from there. Now, once it gets into that mode of Drac finally getting into her head and he's talking to her and, like, there's – and then we get into the bedroom scene and she's, like, ready to go. It's just – which you, she
0: was not with Harker, exactly. at all. Exactly,
1: and on top of that, because we see them separated throughout the entire movie, and then that bedroom scene where she's just like, "Nope, give give myself to you," because it's Drac is is just there with her. Like, there's there's no way that she can be not with him.
0: And that's the part that kills me is is as a viewer, we're told a lot of information between her and harker we don't actually really get to see it much because like because of the separation um so why would which is actually a detriment to the script because it's like why would we want to root for harker we don't see them together we don't get to see like if we had a couple a scene or two at the beginning of the movie before we went to transylvania outside of when they finally just had that awkward kissing yeah. moment. If we'd had a scene or two of them on a date or Harker being affectionate or something to clue us into the longevity of this relationship, the the romantic part of this relationship, because otherwise there's not really a lot of romantic chemistry there. It feels like she's marrying her cousin.
1: And <laughs> I, I'd almost want something with like Harker and Renfield. Like I want to see like, them have some type of, like, working relationship and then maybe...
0: Right, because they were both manipulated by the same guy.
1: It's like, and then, like, have, like, Renfield also have some type of interaction with with Mina and it's like, have all of them together because then that would make a lot more sense for them to go, okay, now we can drive our story along or, or now we have Renfield to... Like, yeah, he's there, but there is a part of the story that makes sense for it.
0: And even if you just used him as exposition man, yeah, because he and Harker have this connection, something, it's just not there. yeah. And Renfield's not even in the novel, so you can't even point to the novel to be like, this is how you could use him, because he was made up for the movies.
1: The one thing, though, as far as it being... Like, okay, yeah, Harker just wasn't there. There was a reason why. <laughs> Dracula has kept him captive in his castle to feed his brides.
0: No, no, he just used the brides to keep him incapacitated. So they kept him drained enough to be constantly tired well, and anemic. You know. So that he wasn't able to have the strength to move until he flung himself out a window and swam to safety. Um... He, like, climbed down the rocks and <laughs> swam off across the river. Uh, I mean, hey, man, you got to take your chances where you can find them.
1: Hey, I mean, um, if, if you're getting, like, I mean, and, like, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm a lonely dude. And if, <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, but if I get thrown into bed and, like, just three brides just three of br- Dracula. Like, cool, let's <laughs> like like but what he are you wanted, doing, he man? wanted like,
0: to get he wanted to get back to Mina. You know, his his <laughs> that was his whole thing. He realized Mina was in danger. Um and it, and what was funny was when the brides were working acting independently, Dracula got pissed and yeah. told him to back off. But when Dracula was like, Alright, I'm gonna go run an errand now, keep an eye on the boy, it was fine. <laughs> like it was like dude, pick, pick one. Um, yeah. I guess, but I guess it's cause he wasn't in control of the situation. That might be the detail there. Um, was, it's just a control thing. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was hard to root for Parker because you never really saw him and Mina together until she got the letter from him and finally ran off to Romania. Um, and, and, Got, and just married him right there in the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church which I guess there's a rumor that because they f- actually filmed in a uh, Greek Orthodox Church with Romanian like Eastern Eastern Orthodox priests and they performed the full wedding ceremony uh, they're
1: actually married.
0: I mean, not legally on paper, like there's no marriage contracts, yeah. but in the eyes of God, yeah, Keanu Reeves and huh. Winona Ryder got married.
1: There is a... Like, I, I guess it
0: was an accidental thing.
1: See, I I was an ordained minister for one of my old friend's uh, wedding, and it was hilarious because as I'm going through the whole like deal, uh, I actually was trying to go through the process of like okay well here this is the the at near the limit here's what we're going to end up doing and then it's like i get to the part where it's like okay do you and then i go okay no do you don't say anything because if you say yes technically you guys are married like if like that's the thing is don't say anything we're just going through it just running through the 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 motions but it's just like
0: yeah i guess they uh because because they performed an orthodox wedding um i've seen that I grew up Greek Orthodox. I've seen what that looks like. So, um, yeah, it was, they, they may or may not have accidentally been married in that church. Um, and so <laughs> I guess Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder have been in oh, whoops <laughs> church married for yeah. 30 years now, not legally married, but church married, yeah. uh, more like a hand fasting, I guess. But the, yeah, so, um, we saw that and that was the first time they had been together. An hour of the movie almost had gone by by the time they had gotten back together. I don't know. I just, I didn't think that there was any reason to go back to Harker at all.
1: And the funny was like, so she went back to him and she traveled across the sea to to get back to him and they ended up getting married and he was very, very ill um, because of sexy vampire women. (sighs) And look, they, they're the worst. Um, well, I mean, yeah,
0: he was so he was <laughs> so hyper anemic, and yeah. then they ended up going back to London afterwards. Um, which okay, fine. Um, but they still hadn't consummated the marriage, and then Edwardian times, you gotta consummate the marriage, and they hadn't done that. Yeah. So like they hadn't, they hadn't really done more than hold hands. But at it was that just point. it was
1: hilarious that she. She was like so about Harker, and just I need to get back to him. I need to get get to him. And then she gets to him, and then autumn, She can't stop thinking about Drac, and it's just like okay. Like, well, there's, all right.
0: there's there's two ways you could look at that. It was Drac got in her head? Yeah, because that's what he does. But also, I think and this is what I choose to believe happened was he unlocked if because the whole idea is that she is the reincarnation of Elizabetha. I choose to believe that he unlocked that part of her brain and she remembered him. Yeah. If you want to believe in, in that sort of metaphysical stuff, the spiritual side of, of life where it's like, yeah, we we may have past life memories locked in our brain somewhere. Um, but I, I choose to believe that that's what ended up being the thing that ended up happening. Is She ended up, at first she fought it and then she recognized him and just that portion of her brain unlocked. And she fought it because she was already engaged to Harker. She had this obligation to Harker. Um, She had this pretty picture in her head of what her life was supposed to look like. She's going to be the barrister's wife and blah, 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 have all the children and whatever. Um, And then this brute warrior savage comes along. And let's be honest, that's what he was. Like, yeah, he was a dressed-up aristocrat, and he could pull off a suit a top hat, but, like, this is a murderer. This is a man who slaughtered, tortured and slaughtered probably thousands of people in battle. Like, putting
1: them on spikes.
0: He's a bad dude. Cutting heads off. Yeah. Like, you, you're gonna have, you're gonna go from the cushy white-collar life, but you want the guy who and there is, there is an appeal to that. And I can personally state that there is an appeal to the fact that, like, you can look over at your partner and you know that you're protected. And you know that it's somebody who is not going to hesitate if danger were to come down the pike. And they know how to handle themselves. And if someone broke into your house, like, they would... You don't have to worry about whether or not they could handle it. Like, there's a security... And knowing that that person could could be violent if they had to. Use deadly force if they had to. Um, and as a woman, like, that's comforting. Because, I don't know if you noticed lately, but the world's fucking scary. And the world's real fucking scary for women and kids at the moment. So having somebody who can do that is, like, that's a peace of mind. And I think I can see why yes, Harker's very educated and he carries himself well and he's very eloquent and blah, 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 but well, as eloquent as Keanu Reeves is going to be. But um, the savage, there's always a part of our brains, the lizard part of our brains as women, where the savage is going to always pique the interest. And I think that's what may have got the ball rolling and then those memories popped open. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, man, like, I, I'm, you're supposed to boo the bad guy, but I was really the way that Dracula was written in this. I was rooting for him. I wanted him to get the girl, and I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew he was going to die. And yes, they changed the ending um, to him making it back to the the foot of the the altar where he got turned into a vampire in the first place. Um, but he, I don't know, man. I wanted him. I wanted him to win. I wanted. I wanted to see him come out on top and I really... There's a part of me that thinks like if Mina had went ahead and turned completely and we just... The boys just let that happen. I mean, Quincy got him. Quincy got him with the sword but I just feel like if just let it happen he would have... Yeah, he still would have had to feed on blood but he probably would have been a much more peaceful man for it. He would have been a lot happier. Yeah. I don't know. It It's it's a sympathetic... they. Much like um, what happened with the Frankenstein's monster bit with Universal in the 30s, they made a very sympathetic monster out of this version of Dracula. Even though he did some very ugly things and he manipulated a lot of people, you still were kind of like, yeah, but, you know, I kind of, I kind of, kind of rooting for him.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> one person I don't know if I was kind of rooting for was Van Helsing. Uh, how did you feel about this version of the Van Helsing character?
0: I couldn't stop thinking about Mel Brooks. Me too.
1: That's <laughs> why I, was, I wanted to watch Spectacular Dead. Don't nothing. get me wrong.
0: Anthony Hopkins looked like he was having a damn good time filming this. He was chewing the scenery. Oh, my God. I don't know what accent he was doing, but it's not. it was neither Dutch nor German.
1: Uh, is it? Is it wrong of me, like, when the movie came up and all of a sudden I hear Anthony Hopkins like I forgot that he was in this film
0: I did too for a bit but Van Helsing played a huge part in this movie yeah he well Anthony Hopkins played the priest at the beginning when um, Vlad or when Dracula came back from battle and renounced God um, and then he ended up being the Van Helsing vampire hunter character but he just hammed it up so much when they were like well when was it Quincy or Jack like what is that? What when Drac turned into um he turned into something right before was, their eyes. Was it rats? Was it I think it was the rats yeah, and they asked. The rats. This, and they were like, What was that? What happened? And he goes, He's vampire, Nosferatu, creature of the night And it was just the whole thing. I'm like But he was the comic relief in this whole movie. There was the one scene where um he asked Jack, he says, Um, bring me Bring me your post-mortem tools. And Jack looks at him, and he's like, wait, you want to perform an autopsy on Mina? He goes, no, I want to cut off her head and remove her heart. Like, the sky is blue and the grass is green. Like, yeah.
1: Dude! He, he was very, very, like, like no, like this is what we're doing. Like, you can't... I was like, I don't have a... I, I, there's no kid gloves with this no. it's like it was very like, no ooh, nonsense cutting way off her head yeah like,
0: it was a no nonsense way of handling things yeah
1: and there was another uh one one of my other favorite parts with him is so he's looking at the book of like vampire 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 and he starts like reading it and he just starts laughing he's like oh i finally got it it's it's ahab like, uh,
0: he caught his white he whale. He caught
1: his white whale, yeah. and he's just like, I fucking got him! Like he's just like so happy. But then there's a the thing where like, so he's laughing at the book, but then like it kind of like transitions over to him still laughing, but then getting the group to like come together, and he's explaining to them, and the rest of these guys are like, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about, and he's just like no, we have to go get Drac. This is what's happening. But the best thing was he's like, he's like We're, we have to go after we have to do this, business, but we can't do it on an empty stomach. Somebody come feed me. And he gets in a cart and fucks off. And it's just like,
0: the hell just happened? Yeah, he riled up the troops and then was like, food first, and then disappeared. One of my favorite parts was when so he was, good. when he was talking to all three of Lucy's suitors, including the fiance. And because Arthur was like, Well, what's happening to her? Why would this happen to her? And he he calls he basically calls her a slut for starters. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, in so many words, he calls her a slut, and then he's he they're they're looking at him and they're like, How you could see the look on Carrie Elwes' face, especially. But all three of the men were looking at him like, How dare you? Just that indignant look on their faces. Yeah. And then he calls her the devil's concubine, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> Okay. And uh that's when in the the conversation, well, his speech de- uh, devolved into. So we're just going to have to kill her now. Yeah. And like all three of these guys are looking at each other like, "The f- where did this guy fucking come from? Are you serious right now? Like,
1: <laughs> why are we still hanging out with this guy?"
0: <laughs> because he's the only one that has any clue what's going on. Yeah. That's the only reason why.
1: But it was just like the way that he was presented in this movie, I I was digging it because it's like again, thinking back to the original Universal Ben Helsing where he still had that that demeanor and just that presence about it, but it was still very like it
0: was very straight laced. Very straight. Yeah.
1: This he's more crazed. Like it's more of like no, I've I've kind of tweaked my personality it, it, a little bit, and I can, I can go a little, little I, nutty. Then. I think the
0: best way to describe it is he's got a barely contained madness about him. Yeah. Like, he's... It's like the lid is on the jar, but it's not screwed on. Yeah. Like, it could just pop off at any time. And there were moments where we kind of saw that. But I just, like... I liked the Van Helsing character, but he was a bit of a square peg in this movie. The tone set for this movie. He was it was a little, just a little off for right. everything else that was going on. But but that's what this needed because the Renfield character wasn't the comic relief like you would think he exactly, would have been. Yeah. So you needed somebody to break the tension and Van Helsing going, yeah, we got to go um, get a job done, but let's eat first. Like that yeah. breaks the tension or a little bit.
1: Bring your post mortem tools. Why? cuz I want to cut her head off like or there was this, the the dinner scene with Mina and and Harker yeah. where and he's just like oh like the, he's telling them about Dracula and like yeah. so he so they are fully aware now of what
0: But he's also feeding them pot roast. Yeah,
1: he's he's giving them pot roast and he's like, "Oh no, no, like we just no, we're going to have to go and cut her head off." Like it's just such a matter of fact like, "Oh no, that's just what we're doing." Like
0: But eat, you you know, eat, we need to, you need to get your strength for what we have to get done, and I'm just, and especially Harker, who is very anemic, um, and, like, it's just, no, dude, you need to eat your red meat.
1: Yeah, but it was just, like, it it was just funny just having them, like, Van Helsing being just that matter-of-fact, no, I have to get this done, and, but also have that, like, level of crazy behind it, also was... For me, I liked it, but it was just one of those like. When I think of Van Helsing, I don't think of that, and that's where like, I think of him more as like Sherlock Holmes or things like that. Yeah, where it's just, yeah, yeah. It's more, uh, the hu-
0: and the humor is more subtle.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that I was, like I didn't mind it, but it was just it was one of those like I'm not ready for, especially coming off from like Anthony Hopkins. Like he in just every, came off
0: Silence of the Lamps.
1: That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like when you see in the majority of all the roles that he's in it's very up like it's just up you know just a a, a nice tight just very sophisticated and not crazy but when he goes crazy it's just like i'm, I'm with it just because it's like yeah. it's, it's different for him yeah
0: he, he i mean he had it clearly was having some fun with this and and that's great i just it just wasn't it was just off from the tone of the movie, which yeah. mm, for some people it might work, but for me it didn't no. quite, even though I did like the character. So
1: we said that the accent for Keanu Reeves and we went on a rider were <laughs> not, not great.
0: Well, Anthony Hopkins, too. I don't know what that was. Anthony
1: Hopkins, like he.
0: He nailed an accent. I just don't know which one it was. Yeah. It, the question is which
1: one? It was there. He, uh, there was, there was times where it's like, I felt like they were trying to hearken back to the original Universal, but it was just, it's Anthony Hopkins' accent doing another accent, and it's, eh, mm, it, it's okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that, but it's not the it's, absolute best. Like
0: I said, he nailed an accent, I just don't know which one it was.
1: Gary Oldman doing the Dracula...
0: Gary Oldman was perfect. I have, no, I have nothing to say bad about his performance. Oh my performance god,
1: like, hearing that Romanian, like, or just that opening line where he's just like, oh, the creatures in the night. It's like, what beautiful... Like, that whole... When... Oh, so good.
0: When Dracula says to Mina, he's looking... They're kneeling in bed together, or, well, he's kneeling over her, she's laying down in bed, and he's, he's kind of touching her face or her neck or something like that, and he very softly says to her, I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Come like... You- I... Fu- <laughs> you want to talk about swooning? Yeah, I
1: swoon! Holy
0: shit! <laughs> that was the most romantic line of dialogue I have ever heard in a movie. Ever. Yeah. Ever, ever. I mean, and next
1: to... We're, you're going to need a bigger boat, but, you know.
0: I said romantic? Yeah.
1: That is romantic.
0: Oh. Okay. You had to shoehorn it in, didn't you? I did. Gotta get the Jaws references somewhere.
1: Because Jaws.
0: But, like, just the way he said it and with the emotion in his voice, the way he was touching her and looking at her, I just, I melted into a puddle of goo. And, like, I've I've heard the line before because I've seen the movie before, but it's been forever. And then... But it's such a good line. Ice Kills used it in Bloodbath and Beyond. Yeah, their Dracula song from Every Trick in the Book. There's a line in it that says, "I've crossed oceans of time, caused unspeakable crime," um, and it they they worked it into a verse. And I just so I, I'm very familiar with it, but to hear Gary Olman deliver, it, I'm like,
1: huh. But Gary Olman, like, just in in the delivery of the Drac voice. It's, it's at, at first it's, when you, f- you, know you, you know, hear it. You
0: want to hear what's really sick? Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. You know what's really sick is it's right up there when with Tony Todd saying, be my victim. Yeah. You know I mean. It's yeah. right on that level where it is it, just, it, yep, I'll, take, <laughs> I'll me, <let> you- <laughs> take me now. <laughs>
1: that, that, that was the thing is like, so when we first see Gary Oldman in his Drac. And he's in, we're in, being introduced to him. The one thing that I was all about was, yes, we're getting him doing that Romanian, just universal Dracula, you know, Creatures of the Night. Well, he, that had, whole a, thing, he right? had a
0: dialect coach, and he also, I guess, hired a singing coach so that he was able to drop his voice down an octave. Yeah. So he... Was he able just to go the, a bit the bass. Deeper?
1: Yeah. Um, like where he's, he's talking in his chest. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, like it's almost like you're tucking your chin type of thing. But like uh, the one thing that I loved about the Drac on top of just that voice is they added in that mysterious kind of, um, I don't like that haunting like backing track where it's like other things are like talking behind him, where they're like evil like spirits are there where he's just like
0: yeah there it's like was, oh the
1: creature of the night it's like,
0: ah, sh- ah, ah.
1: like it's just things behind and him. The, well
0: then literally his shadow
1: yes the shadow which they
0: didn't it was used in the first act but it didn't thread through the entire film
1: I wish that they did something a little bit more uh, with the shadow, but... Like,
0: as long as they kept it going through the whole thing, yeah. but the problem is is that Dracula could do anything. everything yeah. and anything. Like, his shadow operated independent of his body.
1: He... <laughs> the best is, is, is Harker with the, with the, when he's talking about uh, Mina or whatever. So, Drac is looking at the picture, and he's, like freaking out because he's like oh shit like th- like this is this yeah. is my like this is this is mine and Harker starts to talk about her and you can see the shadow turn and then like like Homer Simpson style like start to choke like Art Rose like that's fucking cool like yeah
0: so they had the shadow did stuff but his his uh, powers he could shapeshift in almost anything he the mist, the rats the bat the wolf oh wolf and he, man. He,
1: he color changed his mist he went from the, the nice, like, light blue to, like, green. that Misfits-style green. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> so he was able to do that. Um, he was... he was, His age could transition all over the place. Um, he... he <laughs> I could can look like
1: Palpatine or I could look like sexy.
0: It, he could also cry real tears and blood, um, that is, yeah. depending on the mood. He could turn... He could turn tears into diamonds...
1: Yeah, that was, like, very, very bizarre. He
0: could command animals. He just... Dracula was just one of those, like, where the fuck did you get all these powers from, bro? Like, did you... I mean, I guess he had f- a few centuries to figure it out, where it's like, did you just pick up a book on that? Like, how to communicate with wolves or something? So,
1: if you um, if you denounce God, you basically get awesome shit. I
0: don't think that's the takeaway we're supposed to get from no? this story.
1: No, I mean, because because what he it's, do is pretty awesome. It's and,
0: a takeaway. I just don't think it's the right one.
1: But that, I mean, it's pretty. Like it's. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian dude, and I mean it's.
0: But there's some t- there's some question marks there.
1: But I mean, I, I want to talk to wolves and turn into rats and get. You
0: know how awesome it would be. God, you know, what do, I'm to do. do you know how many times? I've been in a place that I don't want to be, <laughs> and I just would have, there's been a lot of times with you, when we were oh, still, God. when we were still married, we'd be at a friend's house or whatever, or someone around that I didn't particularly like, how many times I would have liked to have turned into mist and just blow away. It just go well,
1: yeah. Because
0: I get to the point where I'm like, I don't want to fucking be here anymore, but I have to stay, super. Like, that would have been great to just be like, nope, yeah. poof, gone, um, Can I get mist powers? That would be great. That's what I'm saying. That would be super helpful. Yeah,
1: I mean, is there, like, just to have, like, some type of, like... uh, Like, one thing that I noticed in this movie he didn't really do was the mind control that most of the time Dracula would...
0: Yeah, his was subtle. His was more... Because he would get... You would see subliminal images of him where... Like, like his
1: eyes in the clouds. His eyes would be like. in the
0: clouds, or there was one scene where um the boys were taking Mina and like there was a image of younger Dracula that dissolved away in it or like there was it was very much more
1: Like he was there and
0: he, Yeah there was
1: the impression that he was
0: Yeah, so it doing wasn't the, it wasn't the Bela Lugosi thing with the fingers. Oh okay. That goofy shit. It was. It was played more. Yeah, it was played more with like layering images yeah. on film. So it's like he was always around, even if the body of the man wasn't in the room. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I now, don't know.
1: Like the now the stuff with uh with Lucy, where like he somehow got her to like he that was a complete mind control because he got her to go through the the maze and then get to the, the center of it where there's, like, a cemetery type of thing. And then it's the big demon werewolf bat thing that's having sex. With. I was like, is this a Cradle of Filth album? Like, is this what's happening right now? And then, like, he's, like... I was like, he looked awesome, but it was just yeah, such a just, weird, this like...
0: Is, this is where they got the idea for Cruelty and the Beast. Yeah, so... But, yeah, no, that was... he. <laughs> There was a werewolf having sex with Lucy and biting her neck. Um, But Lucy was an easy target because her mind was already so open. She wasn't as closed off. It isn't, frankly, not quite even. I mean, I would say she was as intelligent as Mina. It's just she wasn't closed off. So she was easier to get to. And that was his way to get in with Mina was her best friend. So maybe there was an element of, well, if I change her, maybe Mina will come along too, but.
1: <laughs> so there was a, another thing was like, okay, so we had Dracula and his brides. Yeah. Well, it's like, we, they, we call them the brides, right? But they were just kind of just their type of thing. Well, he created them. Yeah. And that was the thing was once Mina comes in, Are they still gonna? Would they still be around? Because they were loyal to Drac. And it's like, I wanna know more of their story too, because it's like. Where did
0: the minions come from? Yeah,
1: because they just popped up out of the bed and, you know, just started biting on Keanu Reeves. And then all of a sudden, like a little bit later, they, like, when uh, they come back to Transylvania. Uh, they are protecting Dracula because you know while he's being transferred from the ship to the castle. And, but
0: they were also protecting Mina.
1: Yeah, and uh, there was a thing where they were at, uh, they were trying to get at Mina, and then Van Helsing stops them by uh, like he creates a flame circle around them, and he's holding the the brides he basically off.
0: casts a spell. Protection spell around. Yeah,
1: them. and then they get pissed off, and then they go and slaughter all the horses. <laughs>
0: Those poor, well, and then
1: more horses. And
0: then in, in turn, at daybreak, Van Helsing goes and cuts all their heads off. Yes,
1: yeah. Which is like, wow. Throws like, them
0: over a fucking I was, like, was
1: that that fucking easy? Where he's like, I'm just gonna walk. Oh, just walk. him up. I'm take your head. They were sleeping. Well, they I'm were, sleep- head, well, they were sleeping, head. but that
0: also creates a. a plot issue because it's like well okay they're I mean they're not Dracula powerful but they're still vampire women right yeah. but all it took was getting them during the day
1: he walks in like they're just on, and, and the funny thing is like they're just laying on slabs right they're not in coffins they're not in beds they're like it's a mausoleum but there's just a slab and they're all just laying there and he just walks right on in just clank
0: well we're told at the beginning of the movie that vampires it's not that they can't be awake and out in the sunlight. They're just weaker. Yeah. Their powers aren't as strong during the day. They're more powerful at night. But if that's the case, why are we only attacking Dracula at night? Yeah. Come on, boys. <laughs> like, Figure your shit out. Because it, it was during the day. It was daybreak when Van Helsing went in and cut the bride's heads off. But, so
1: and then the best is the best is him yeeting them off the side of the cliff he's just like get, 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 get rid of that shit <laughs> like, anyway yeah.
0: so um yeah this one again I haven't seen it in so long but this one was a pleasant surprise for me um I feel like we've had a fairly decent streak of good films the last couple of months um what's your skull rating um where you at on this for me, it's...
1: I like the classic feel of it, and I love... Like, Gary Oldman was, is, is just fucking fantastic as Dracula. I mean, he's, he's... It's Gary Oldman. Like, you can't get around that. And he um, disappears
0: into every role he does.
1: It's so good. It's like
0: the it's, man disappears, and the character, he's just that person. He I embodies mean, that character. Yeah,
1: it's like when you watch all the stuff from, like, Fifth Element, and then you go into Dracula, and then Sid
0: you... Nancy. Sid
1: Nancy. And then you get... Uh, you got Dark Knight and it's just like with him as Jim Gordon it's like it's yep. it's fucking phenomenal Sirius like he's Black. one he's one of my f- all time favorites like he is kind of like um like another one of my favorites is, is Brad Dory because of that same thing where it's like he just kind of melts into whatever he's doing and you just get so sucked in with it yeah so, you,
0: you can go with him yeah you're on you're, you're, you believe him and you're going with him
1: yeah um But that was the thing is like, so watching it, I love just how creepy and the vibe and just the feel of, it's just like, it did feel like you were in a Dracula movie, not a vampire movie, Dracula. And that was the thing is like.
0: Yeah. That's a really important distinction. Yes. Because those are very different things.
1: Yes. This is like, so thinking back to the universal Dracula, it gave this vibe and like that opening scene where you're seeing Bela Lugosi in the castle and he's you know, bidding you welcome and all like all that stuff. It's like that's what you want, and you want that old castle and you want the just like creepiness, um, and you want those like cliffside views where it's like you take like two in- inches over and you're falling over the side. Like you want that that feeling and. They, they they killed it. Like and I love just the sets d- design and everything. Um, again, Keanu Reeves, one writer. I love them in those roles. The accents just drop them. Like if they just did not do the accents, I would have been completely fine. Yeah, with Yeah, no complaints. No complaints. They were they were fine. I was all about it. Even Anthony Hopkins, Carrie Ellis, like great for whatever the roles they were they were doing. It was just. Again, it's one of those like, I eh, just leave the accents. I mean besides Cariela, it's like he's his accents is perfect He's already. English. He's English, so, so. He's good. <laughs> so um but yeah, no, I, I was all about it. Um for this one though, this is more of a story than it is for like action or body horror or anything like that. So it's like you gotta kinda take it a, in a different tone. I ended up giving this one like, a three point two. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen this movie in uh, years, um, so it was nice actually, kind of getting that uh, a really good refresher on that. Um, I I kind of had to reset myself because I've seen so many vampire movies where I kind of had this like an idea of what to expect, and, and that, yeah, this one doesn't. This movie. No, this one doesn't. And but on some on the same thing where it's like I feel like. Th- this is like where the start of the sexy vampire stories kind of started uh, from like mainstream film. Like I think this would be a, a really yeah. good uh, jumping off point.
0: I think in general, Lost Boys is ground zero, yeah. but I think mainstreaming it, this is the one that. Did
1: and it. that's where I think having just Gary Oldman be that that Dracula, but at the same time being able to he's the bad guy but you're with him and that is something that's key because it's it's yes you know he's the villain but now you you feel for him and it becomes the as you said the Frankenstein monster thing all over again like for me it's like i relate more to the Frankenstein monster more than anything right now because of the way that you know like my my brain is is functioning but it's just like at the same time, it's like now I can see with Dracula where it's like he had a love, went and fought, and then came back and lost it. So he's like he went. She
0: was one of the things he was fighting for.
1: Exactly. Like yeah. so now he lost. So it's like I love that the love story aspect of it and giving that dimension to Dracula that we didn't have with Bell Lugosi. Bell Lugosi, we just like he just had the, the pointed, you know, widow's peak, and that was about it. Like. And the accent, and the the weird finger wiggles, like that's about it. So, I mean, there's there's more. I'm just uh, being general, but that was the thing was there was more depth to this character that, and again, Gary Oldman just knocking it out of the park. So yeah, three. I'm gonna give it a three point two just because it is a it is just a good. I think it's just a good movie. It's just yeah. fun. Yeah, it's just fun to watch, and I love Braun Stoker's Dracula too. So. Yeah, um, for me, this
0: one's a three point five. This movie's fucking solid. There, it's just, it gets silly in places, and that's where I'm, I kind of, it's like, you've got me, you've got me, you've got me, and then something kind of silly, or just off or a little, like, it, it comes across as kind of hokey, happens, like Van Helsing with the poorly timed jokes and stuff. What
1: was the deal with um uh, One Order Rider, uh, with, with Mina and um, Lucy in The Maze like doing the, the, the makeup no session was that a, a an image that Drac was doing that or was that actually happening or what was I have the... no
0: idea I'm just gonna stamp it as queer bait and leave it as that because okay. I have no fucking
1: clue I was, like, I was like wait a second I was no like, idea she made it out and then all of a sudden get into like this whole other thing and I'm like
0: no okay. I have no clue I was like wow wow that just happened cool okay this. so
1: so Lucy was not only going after in the rain the, the, it was not only going after men she was actually okay with going with her friend. Yeah. She loose, loosey goosey. She
0: is loosey goosey. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm going to stamp that as queer bait and move on because I have no clue. But um, she, yeah, I, uh, this movie has a lot going for it. It's beautifully shot. If anything, it's just, it's a, you mute it and it's a feast for the eyes. Like there's so many things to look at. There's so many things that are painted beautifully. The color schemes, the, the, the set, Dressings, like, it's a gorgeous movie to look at. Um, it fits very well in with a lot of the classic Dracula stories, be they Universal or Hammer. Um, they, it, it fits in very, very well, or Nosferatu, like, very well with those. Um, it keeps in that tradition. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I just kind of wish it, it kept the consistency with the monster look.
0: Yeah, like. and I think that's another... I wouldn't say it's an issue of mine, but it's a bit of a PV type feeling yeah. where it's like we didn't pick a look and stick with it. Kind of like Fright Night. Fright Night did the same yeah, thing for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, Fright Night did where, that too. Um, where I was like, just pick a look. It's like your vampire didn't looks they, are all. Didn't they do over that the with, a, with
1: Buffy too? Like Buffy. No,
0: Buffy had a consistent vampire. No, look.
1: Buffy was a consistent. There was another vampire look where they uh, would constantly change the va- like the looks of the vampires, but I can't remember. Yeah, what the... no, no,
0: no. It happened in *Fright Night*. It was like they had a bunch it of. Just it's it just. It feels like it was a lot of really cool ideas, and they wanted to get all of them in the movie, um, but I think it was just. It was just too much. Like, pick a couple. Even if you want to say, okay, he can be a wolf and a bat or whatever, just like pick a couple and then make his vamp face while he's human look. It's whatever. It's just, yeah. it's a, it's more of a nitpicky. It thing. is nitpicky
1: because like all the makeup in this movie was fucking great. It, it just, all
0: looked, it all looked good. Yeah. Like it was all well done. It was just too much. Yeah. Um, and that that took away. I feel like that took away a little bit, especially because you have such a great costume design. And they really, um, Ishioka nailed the Edwardian look and then she still managed to bring in outside influences and it was very opulent and it was very, um, everything was really well tailored. Even Mina's wedding dress, which I didn't, I mean, Lucy's wedding dress, which I didn't really like. It still was at least interesting to look at cuz you had the big Oh my color god her coming
1: down the stairs
0: terrifying.
1: Holy shit that was so good. That like that felt like a Cradle of Filth album like it, like just one of their music videos. But like that was the thing is like so when Van Helsing they like, they push the the crypt slab open and they into
0: her coffin's empty. Yeah, there.
1: and they're just like cuz they're like what the fuck are we doing? And all of a sudden they see like where's where's Lucy and they're like and then <laughs> he goes I Told you. She's a vampire. And then all of a sudden she comes down the stairs with the baby. Fucking terrifying. And that then
0: that, that little haunting. kid, it was a two-year-old I think they had gotten, was screaming. I don't remember if it was a boy or a girl, but was screaming their head off.
1: Yeah. Sc-
0: like, that kid was very clearly terrified. Oh,
1: another uh, awesome little scene too was that, so when uh, Harker is uh, in the, the bed with the sexy vampires and... Uh, Dracula comes in and he's like all pissed off at, at them, them off. right? Yeah. And he runs them off and he's like hissing and, and he's just like moving in this weird way. It's just like, it's very unsettling. And it's, it kind of gives you this whole thing of like, oh, nope. Now Harker knows that, okay, this guy is not what he says. you know, like So yeah. he now knows that, like, okay, there's a supernatural being in front of me or whatever. But then the the brides go over to dracula and they're just kind of like pawning over him and then he ends up giving them a baby to to feed on and then harker starts to like scream but then like dracula's just like so pleased with himself he's just like laughing and smiling cla- like he's just like all of is, like that's fucking
0: and that's creepy that's probably while well, i have very many positives about this i think that's my one real negative about this is it's the inconsistency yeah. is a problem.
1: And that's why I gave it the 3.2 as
0: like, well. That, there's so many things to sing the praises about about this thing and the inconsistency character inconsistencies plot inconsistencies, story inconsistencies things that were picked up, put down like the shadow thing you started it, but you didn't do it. You didn't finish it, like the Renfield thing. You started it, but you didn't do anything with it. Like those are the those are the issues that I have, and it's it's not. And that's not a nitpick. That is a major script filming issue, whatever you want to call Cause, it. Because I mean,
1: like when you have a when he's giving his brides the baby, and then he's like like happy about Harker freaking out about them killing a child, and then. He turns around and he's just all about Mina and there's uh, like it, this level of like... the whole
0: first act feels like it's a different movie.
1: Yeah, and, and he... And I like him better as the creepy vampire.
0: With the hairy palms.
1: With Yeah, with, with all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, but then like when he gets into... Like when it becomes the second part of the movie and it gets into the sexy vibes and he becomes more the love story...
0: It's a whole. It is film.
1: until you. It, it but it throws you back into that like oh shit when you see him with like Lucy in the the graveyard ha, you know, having like the big like
0: the wolfy wolf sex, wolf scene. sex thing yeah.
1: and then like uh, there's all the 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 other stuff where it's like when he becomes man bat and it's just like it it really throws you off because like oh my god because then that's the. That's that level of vamp, like Dracula, that we were just seeing back in Transylvania. But at the same time, it's just again, it's like I want it. I want it to be consistent. Like I want it to. I want him to have that level of where he can talk to Mina, but still have that level of crazy because he's been doing it for 400 years. And it's like... Yeah, that's so that's
0: like my one complaint with the movie. And I think otherwise it would be a much higher rating. I think I might have... I'm knocking off pretty much an entire skull for that because that is an issue. Um, Especially, especially for Francis Ford Coppola. (laughs) Like, dude, you are an Oscar-winning like top tier director when people talk about especially like of the 70s and 80s like when people talk about top directors he's in the conversation with like Spielberg, Scorsese like he's up there so for the consistency thing to happen in a movie like this which was a blockbuster
1: I wonder if too if it was something that was like uh, if if it was just like kind of like lost in editing because I know sometimes like Um, there's like Bits of the movie that may have like work or they're like mm. they just take things off just to make you know. They cut of this movie. Time, but... his cut of
0: this movie. Original cut of this movie was almost three hours long. Holy shit! He had to cut off like forty some minutes from this thing. It was the original cut of this movie it was long as
1: yeah. fuck. A little little part of me is like I wouldn't mind watching that just because it's like I want to see if maybe there's like. Other stuff that would just add on to it. I don't just... Dis- to, yeah, no, you know, I do, too. Maybe not three hours, but, you know, you don't... I, yeah, that. I
0: want to say it was 30 or... I want to say it was about 40 minutes longer. This thing was too, ran. The runtime was about two hours and seven minutes. You know, you knock off three or four yeah. minutes for credits. It, it's a little over... It's about, we'll call it two hours and five. And then... But there was another... Yeah, I want to say close to 40 minutes that was edited off because they yeah. felt like it was too long. So that's what I'm saying. So right, like, there could we'll be
1: so much in, in there that that could really help. And that's where it's like when you see those director's cuts or movies or and I mean, it's just... It, even it's just like just those little bits that get added on really help out. Sometimes adding 15
0: you know. seconds onto a scene yeah. is enough to give you a bit more context as to what's going on. So, yeah, yeah I mean, definitely watch it. It's... 100% worth it. It's actually, it is a good film, all things considered. Um, but I, as far as the caliber of Francis Ford Coppola, it's not quite what, what? It, the expectations should be. Alright, so that wraps it up for Ooh. Dracula. Uh, join us next week um, where we are going to do we're going to finish out a series We have the next two weeks. Uh, next week we're going to do the Rage Carry 2. No, I know you love Carrie. Uh, so y'all, really? y'all want to see the alt the alt rock version of Carrie? It's oh. the rage.
1: So this will be fun, and I will I will try to not bitch and moan.
0: I know you don't like Carrie. <laughs> I
1: thought Carrie's not my favorite. No. So uh, okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll put my my due diligence pants on and.
0: The ones oh. with or without the holes. Uh,
1: Which pair are those? The the will be the holy ones. The due so,
0: diligence pants have holes in them.
1: Yes, they because they, they, they got work in them. Fair enough. They got work in them.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fair.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so, we'll do it.
0: If you want to catch that, go ahead and subscribe, and we'll drop your favorite podcatcher next Tuesday. Like, share, comment, five star reviews, especially are super helpful. Um, tell your friends we're fun. Yay! Yeah, we're fun. <laughs> You can join us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us with movie ideas at creepingatreal.cm at at gmail.com. If there's a movie you really would like to hear us cover, Um, I have a schedule, but if something seems interesting, we can always squeak it in there. And and we love
1: we love name dropping too. So if you uh, have an idea that we like, and hey, you'll get uh, credit
0: for it. Oh yeah, Uh, the merch train creepingatreal.redbubble.com hit up the merch Uh, just a reminder like I said at the beginning of the episode Lunchbox's pants still have holes in them Mm -hmm. so help a brother out and buy some merch um, and do that so until next week when we do the Carrie sequel
1: oh boy
0: I'm, I'm Mr. Smeg
1: I'm that good buddy Lunchbox
0: and thank you for joining us our Creatures of the Night
1: blah blah blah
0: I do not say blah blah blah